Hello and welcome to episode 38 of the FPL Hangover podcast where we raise the bar and lower the tone all things FPL related. This week folks, it was Triple Captain City, Population, Me and Seamus and Against the World. We proved them all wrong and came out of it smiling. Green arrows abound. Pretty good good game week by both of us but before I hand over to my, my podcast partner... I want to just take this time to say I officially throw in the towel. I think this was my last shot at gaining any points on Seamus this week. Triple captain. And as far as the mini league go, goes, I have to shed a tear and accept that I don't think it's possible anymore. And on that note, Seamus, how are you? I'm, uh, I'm flying right now. I'm like king of the world. Everything's coming up in house. And any other cliches I can throw in here? There's probably a lot. Yeah, there's probably yeah. a good few. No, uh, Savage Weekend. I uh, Second consecutive week getting uh, into the 100 points club. Third in the last five game weeks where I've hit 100 points. It's not the only silver you've had this week? No, and uh, yeah, I also, we won our divisional cup game yesterday. So I was out man. with beer all day yesterday. So I actually can't even remember watching that United game. I remember watching it. I can't remember a single thing of what happened in the match. And I still have to go back and watch matches today. So, yeah, my knowledge in some of the games this week, I couldn't give you an, a performance or an analysis of how, you know, Southampton got on. It's all gone to your head, Seamus. You're elated. Yes. You're top of the Tiger League. You're top of all your other fucking mini leagues. Mm-hmm. You've if, What's your rank now? Tell me, where. what's this week done for you? Give me a breakdown of your, your scores. Yeah, I'm, I'm up to uh, 12.7K um, mm. from 18K. So I'm getting, like, my goal about before I played the wildcard was to get back into the top 20k and that's still my goal if I if I stay where I am or even drop down but stay within the top 20k I'm, I'm delighted so what's your but what did you get this week your score though my score this week was 106 not fucking bad man which was uh, what was the actual overall average the overall average this week Seamus because you can trust me you're a friendly stats man it's a bit of a dirty number so a bit of blue bit of blue for the dads, bit of blue for the dads. 69 uh, oh, 69 oh Peter K would like that yeah, yeah. Uh, no, that's that's fucking crazy high. It is. It was a uh, massively high score you, game. I saw guys getting uh, scores uh, 89, 90 um, and getting red arrows. Like, so if you're in that kind of upper tier, I think the game week average for the uh, top 10K was about 89 to 90 points. Yeah. So you were 106 points, so you're rank-wise from what to what? Uh, it was about 18K and now 12.7K. So a nice 6, 7K rank? boost yeah yeah just uh just under 6k about five and a half k just uh yeah about nearly 13k yeah so. well my rise was slightly more substantial but a lot less dignified <laughs> and uh i rose from 70 odd k up to 56 which is just outside my, my aim this season is to finish around 34 35 my average kind of yeah yeah so i want to aim for that i want to have a a tremendously disappointing season it's already hurtful enough that I have to hand over the trophy to you but uh, I got a 98 pointer this week um, I think both of us can attribute our high you know scores to our triple captains yeah um, but yeah 98 points I was very happy with that a bit sad to not break the uh, to hit the triple digits because I don't think I've done that this season and uh, that's haven't you no I haven't um, I've done it four times now I know <laughs> and that's probably where the difference in our season has gone that's about it yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's it, it's something that uh, that's you, you alluded to it there we both played our triple captainships 
and that's the reason for that high average score of 69 and so many people would have ploughed into Liverpool and that's what we did too yeah and I mean regardless of the triple captainships just captaincies and percentage on, like ownership I mean yeah. the likes of Robertson with a 14 point haul Salah with a fucking massive haul Mane with a haul you know Van Dijk with his clean sheet Alexander with a bit of a haul do yeah. you know what I mean like every Liverpool asset that was massively owned came in this week a lot of yeah a lot of active players that are playing the game will have two or three of those a lot of people were going into this game week saying three of uh, Liverpool players is a must so they either had Salah, Mane and a defender mm. so you could have Salah, Mane and Robertson or they might have had double Liverpool defence like Robertson Trent and one of Mane and Salah and yeah. it doesn't really matter who you gave the triple captaincy chip there. You're getting thirty, at least 30 points you gave yeah. it to Alexander-Arnold, for example. I completely agree. But I won't lie, I was very satisfied to have Salah as my triple captain because, I mean, regardless of the fact that your triple captain, Mane, also worked out, which spoiled my uh, my attack, you know, mini-league-wise, right. uh, it was still nice. I mean, I've been on the end of my triple captainship kind of going down the drain. Last year, I got zip from a, a double fixture uh, Man City player so it was like oh bollocks uh, this year just seeing that work out that's such a fucking relief it's just a nice little bonus you yeah know? the re- I mean the what happened to you last year is what has happened to people in uh, game week 25 year. with Sané this season you know? Sané I think Harry Kane had a double game week yeah. some stage this, this season where it was like oh you could do that you know and you don't uh I don't think they made mistakes doing that. Like, that Sané triple captain. Like, I was shitting a brick going in that game week with yeah. the lads, you know. I had Sané captain. I just didn't uh, feel comfortable putting the triple captain. Could have very easily happened. You'd always feel more comfortable putting on a big hitter, was there like Aguero, because you just never know when Sané's going to get rested. We didn't expect it at the but time. I but I think Sané was on such good form at the time that no one was expecting Yeah, that. he's fallen off the cliffs. It was that week was the turning point. That's when he was just suddenly dropped unceremoniously and hasn't come back in. That was but when Pep saw his back. Those who, uh, those who had failed and used their triple captain chips earlier on this season are the real losers of this game week. <laughs> I don't mean it like in a, like a dick kind of way. It's like, you know, but it the, comes the, out there's, like the, there's the real winners and there's the real losers. The, the people who aren't happiest this week are those who... Uh, could play a tri- uh, triple captainship. But I think if you nailed your captainship, like, I mean, if you had a captaincy on Ka- Salah, you're not going to be sickened that it wasn't your triple captain. I mean, that's, you know, it's like 33% less. Yeah, I spoke to, when well, I didn't speak to, I saw a lot of teams on my uh, my feed and uh, just people who still got over 100 points who didn't have the triple, cap- triple yeah. captain. They just captained uh, Salah. So the points I got for triple captaining Mane were the same as what somebody who just normal captain Aguero. I got one point extra. Yeah. Our, our normal captain Salah, excuse me. So triple Mane was 39 points for me and uh, just double 19 uh, for Salah is 38. So well, I made a point. Yeah. So you got and I mean, like, also, as we mentioned, the fact that so many people had combinations of those Liverpool players, that would have played into it. You could have had your captain on Salah and, uh, you know, had Van Dijk. Well, yeah, as was my case. You that know, was your case. You could have had your captaincy on Mane and had Robertson. Rocco Robertson equally uh, covered the, the you know the differential I had in Salah. Yeah, so look, the, the, that's that's your team there. You had so what did Salah get with his triple points? Fifty seven. Fifty seven. God damn. Yeah. So he made what uh, eighteen points more than Mane did for me, but I pulled back eight of those points by having uh, Robertson over 
Van Dyke. Yeah. So really, you made ten points on me there, which isn't a massive, you know. Gap. I, yeah, considering I had a, you know, I had a whatever fifty something points, fifty five, fifty two points, or something like that before this game week. I think. Yeah. I was more than happy to give you ten points. Like, take ten points. Go on. down a triple captainship. You know, I'll we'll see you down a triple. Yeah, well, I'll see you <laughs> the season. But then, um, then it was always going to come down to the differentials after that stage, and what differential came in best for me was Jamie Vardy yes and if I wanted to get Salah in instead I got Manny but if I wanted to go for the Salah move which would have been you mentioned it uh, off air here would have been a bit of a handcuff kind of move would have tied me closer to you you wouldn't have been able to pull away I think it's one of the differences between me and you because I said it to a- to Eamon on that night I was like that's the move I would have made I would have got Salah in knowing that that was my opponent's uh yeah. You know, um, his move. His yeah. move. Because uh, I had no choice. So it was like, you know what? Fuck you. I'm just going to, even if it meant taking a hit, I was like, fuck you. I'll yeah. triple captain him. And I thought it was brave and it worked out. And I was like, yeah, fair enough. I said it last week. I said I'm probably going to get Mane and I'm probably going to triple captain him. And I considered it, but just had a good feeling about Aguero. Or sorry, I keep saying Aguero. Vardy against Arsenal. You've had a good feeling uh, about Vardy since your wildcard. Like, and for the week after your wildcard. And I think, uh, no, I think it's paid Tur- off. 13 points. Uh, he got me whereas if I had got rid of him I would have just brought in someone junk and I might have played him um, like Lorente but, <laughs> yeah but what I did in the end was I got Mane and he yeah. did well and I brought in Babel uh, who got 9 points so he did well as well now Babel was then at the expense of benching Ward Prowse who also got 9 so yeah it was a bit of a 6 yeah. of one half dozen the other yeah I would have been better off with the other move but um, not that much not that much maybe an extra 10 points better off or something yeah uh, where else did your 106 points come from Seamus I mean you mentioned Vardy Babel that was a nice big uh, haul I can see that um, your midfields of Sun and Sterling they would have disappointed you I bet I imagine yeah so surprising I, I've ju- Ward Prowse on the bench there with 9 and to be honest it was kind of a Ward Prowse or Babel kind of who do I go for was never considering benching Sun or Sterling and <laughs> those would have been the, the two outfield players attacking players in my front seven that didn't return anything all the rest returned something I mentioned yeah. Vardy um, I had Aguero who also got three bonus points so he got nine and uh, I had Jimenez so who scored got a bonus all my attackers my attackers nailed it it's kind of the opposite of last week where my defence nailed it and my attackers did rubbish this week my attackers nailed it and my defence didn't do great apart from uh, Robertson yeah, well Ederson got me that's some sense 6 and 20 points uh, from 2 players in your defence that's going to have to cover a bit isn't it like, I've been very happy with Ederson since I got him and he got me 15 points last week and 6 this week Yeah. on my wild card I didn't play him the week before because I felt that Ryan's 2 games probably would be better yeah and you know what Like you said it I think on Twitter this week uh, I think your wild card was a success and I think uh, the likes of Vardy um <laughs> Ederson they're like big kind of points makers in between me and you anyway you know? yeah. I was like oh these are the ones fucking delivering I think even the Courier kind of paid off in the double game week yeah he got me six points um, on a bench boost players like that just you take all the points you can get he annoyed me last week so I sold him this week because he got two yellow cards Yeah. so I would have had like eight points and probably cost him some bonus as well but uh, Babel is an, a nice replacement and it just facilitated that move for Ericsson I was very afraid that Ericsson might do some serious damage this week and I feel like a chump after selling him but Spurs just look really poor right now they're just not at the races they just got beat at home in their new stadium to West Ham who've yeah, been terrible that was a shock yeah. that was a big a big shock for me that was probably the most shocking result of the weekend yeah. was uh, Spurs dropping points there to West Ham I mean we've talked about it non-stop that how 
at the beach West Ham have been over mm. the last couple now I'm saying that we've also said that they do raise their game for top six but I think that's to be said for most uh, premiership teams you know and uh, yeah no Spurs dropping points there Ericsson doing nothing Son doing nothing I was worried because you had Son so th- I mean that's why your Ericsson move was totally acceptable in my in my opinion it was mm. like I had Ericsson I wasn't going to swap him for Mane even though you know the talk crossed my mind, you know it's like I could. Could you have done that? So you actually only had two Liverpool players. I only had this two week. Liverpool players. Yeah, that's the thing. I was like, I could have swapped Ericsson for Mane. I could have also went uh, Duffy or Dunk to Trent. Oh mm. well, yeah, that mm. was the one I would have considered. But then again, I didn't think Trent would even start. I thought I was he worried. would be yeah. rotated, and you feel like a chump then if you take him out. Yeah. It's why I didn't do it, and um, that wasn't the only second in decision I made this week. But like. Uh, either way like I think actually while we're talking about second decisions like you mentioned having more pros on your bench I also had him on my bench and that was the decision I made before the deadline like an hour oh. before the deadline it was what do I do do Why I play Lorente I said it to you it was like basically like the end of the day oh, Lorente you didn't have him and I thought you'd play War Prowse so I was like I gotta take my shots where I, where I come at him mm. you know I mean I had going into this game before we started I had triple captain Salah which you had none of and I had Lorente so I mean Salah got his haul if things went better the other way and you know bits and, like a different year you're looking at a different fucking story there, you took you your know? shot it just didn't pay off No, I think that's fair That I've been doing that all season there's been weeks where my rank was uh, you know I was getting red arrows a few weeks of red arrows and I took my shots you know educated kind of shots Yeah, they didn't pay off you just keep taking educated shots and sooner or later they start paying off more exactly. than they, they don't and yeah, that's what you got to do. You just take, you got to take risks. You don't make any uh, ground if you just stick with the same team the whole time. Yeah, so. I think, I mean, it'll be interesting next uh, season, uh, podcast-wise, you know, where we kind of approach the time of the year when it comes to taking risks. I mean, I don't think this season would have affected you and me too much in terms of how we approach the game. Like, I think we'll both play it the same pretty much next season. Uh, I can't see my approach being any different. To no, I can't see it either. I mean, I only use my first wildcard in game week 20 because I had such a good start to the season I was like I'm not going to play just for the sake of playing it and it worked out well and I'll do the same next year. if I have a good start next year I'm not just going to play my wildcard just for the sake of it mm. what I will what I was beginning to think though things we're just talking about how we might approach it next year a lot, a lot of people got a lot of joy playing their wildcard early and not waiting for this double game week so I see, I've seen a lot of people whose rank has been like re done really really well since Christmas if they played their wild card in like game week 23 24 because things were in a bad way and like have gone from like you know 100,000 place up into the top 10k yeah I and think like that Kenny McDowell chap yeah um, he's uh, I've seen he's kind of Kenny's rise. killing it lately he's killing it yeah and he's in the top like, 10k now yeah and I was looking at his, his posts and I was like oh my fuck this guy's like flew up the rankings and it's there for But that's even just it. since the that's just since like game week 20, 34 I think and stuff yeah. like that. That's just more recently. But that was a wild card I think. Yeah, it was a wild card. He yeah. just nailed his wild card. But see, that's the thing you talk about using it early and maybe that's an advantage. I think it's fair to say that if you nail your wild card, wild card using it anytime is the right time to do yeah. it. So I was starting to think a bit more like that. Maybe I'll play it earlier in the season. Maybe waiting for these double game weeks isn't going to pay off. But uh, how well it's been the last three weeks now, I'm thinking, you know, now, now I'm leaning back the other way. You know, maybe my strategy was right all along. Because I think I, the position I'm in right now is as high as I've been since, oh, I'd have to even check my rank, probably since like game week 16 or something like that. Yeah, it's up there. It's up there a lot. 
Um, no, I think, yeah, I think it's fair to say that if you nail your wild card, you can do it any time. Um, but I think between myself and yourself this year, you definitely, you know, fucking hammered that wild card home. It's really cemented the end of your season. So, I mean, you definitely can't look past playing it late next year. I mean, it didn't exactly fail this year. Um, game and, week, uh, game week 14, as a matter of interest, was the last time I was uh, this high. Game week 14, so yeah. Jesus, like, fucking, what's that? 20 game weeks ago? Yeah, well, I was still day. around the same position in game week 17, and again in game week 22, but, like, it's kind of been up and down since then. It's just, it's been poor since Christmas. Where Did you get any points uh, on your team this week that I didn't have? I mentioned I did. where I got my points. There. I did, actually. I was happy with them. Uh, my two Southampton players came in against you. Oh, yeah. If I tripled them on them. When, I saw, when I saw it was... Uh, Trial, I was like, God damn, Redmond's definitely banked in a goal here somewhere. But thankfully, he didn't do too much damage. No, five just, points or something. Just an assist, yeah. Five points this week. Um, You know, look, I wanted him to do the damage in the double game week, and he didn't. So playing him this week ahead of War Prowse was also a mistake because <laughs> War Prowse got nine. But, you know, them's the, them's the breaks, kid. But Valerie, he lost his clean sheet earlier on, early on in the match, and I was uh, happy to see him picking up assist. Yeah, two as well. assists in that game. Uh well he just got the one no but Valerie and Redmond you you came oh, out oh yes your team came out yeah, with no, two no. Assists, yeah. I did um as I said the three team the players I had in my team came out with a rake of points Southampton really delivered and now they're safe and that brings us on to like how do we approach Southampton for the rest of the season yeah they're they're safe now um I think fair play to Hasanutl he really pulls something out of the bag there with them because uh, they were miserable for a while you know yeah and uh, he did he got their form back together. They've got a nice fixture this week. They're away to West Ham, and they're at home to Huddersfield after that. Do you look at them as? Excuse me, <laughs> do you look at them as an option? Oh yeah, absolutely. These are why I had him in the wild card. I don't like him defensively anymore so much. Uh, like conceding three goals there, at home to Bournemouth. Now I know Bournemouth are just a team that are quite attacking anyway. Uh, I think they conceded three to Newcastle there last week as well. They're just conceding a lot of goals. Um, can't really trust them for clean sheets. That being said, my I'm going to have to play like I've Yoshida down in my team to play because I have Wolves and Wolves are. Oh yeah, I'm playing. Yeah, I'm playing uh, Bali. But then I also have who else? Have we got? We've got two teams playing like. Uh, when you're going to be playing Bali, you're going to be playing Robertson, Liverpool at home to. Yeah, Newcastle. and uh, Yoshida. Who are my other defenders? Duffy. Mariapa and Duffy yeah and Duffy is playing who's Duffy playing Brightner at Arsenal so yeah I'm not playing them, them away to Arsenal plus they're kind of safe now anyway and uh, Mariapa is Watford and they're at, they're away to Chelsea so I can't play those so I'll have to maybe I I'll play Duffy Brighton maybe. are safe right now I mean Cardiff have a lovely fixture at home to Crystal Palace this week and Brighton have Arsenal Man City the next two so I mean if Cardiff win this week and Brighton lose which I expect them to do to do then there's only one point in it going into the last game week and you don't expect Brighton to pick up anything and I could see Cardiff being more likely to pick up something as United than Brighton against Man City yeah it depends how that uh, Cardiff game goes if Cardiff score early they could win that but if they don't they're going to have to kind of they need to win they don't a draw is no good to them they have to win so if they're going to come out attacking Crystal Palace who are one of the best counter-attacking teams in the division yeah and they're better away from home than they are at home I'm thinking of getting in Zaha for Vardy this week. That's it's, 
That's the move I'm thinking of. It's not a terrible decision. I mean, I'm there talking up Cardiff, and I'm really just playing devil's advocate because, yeah. I mean, Cardiff dropping three points to Fulham this week, and we mentioned Fulham and, and their eyes at, of form lately, and we'll, we'll get to them again. But, like, yeah, that was a big three points loss this week for them. I think that was something they needed to come away with, and... Yeah, you're right. Crystal Palace have been fucking pretty decent away from home. They're defensively, they, I think they've been ridiculously sound all season, you know, considering what they're working with. Yeah. Do you know? Um, they've pulled out some pretty big results. And no, I, I'm with you. I think Crystal Palace are probably going to come away with something like that. I think Gareth are going to have to throw everything at it. And yeah. that always leaves you open to one the you know to a counter attack. It just like seems like I can see the script being that Cardiff have to go for it. That's exactly what. Uh, Crystal Palace want now maybe they just have an off day and no one's really up for it but I don't know I think uh, I think that's where it could be and the thing about that is um, Crystal Palace and Cardiff play on Saturday at half five mm-hmm. so if they haven't um, if they haven't won that game uh, Arsenal or Brighton are safe before they even play Arsenal yeah if that happens yeah. if they draw unless they beat unless Cardiff beat Crystal Palace Brighton, so Brighton know, are gonna know what they're gonna. Yeah, do. so Brighton yeah. could like Brighton if they're they're safe, they may go. Well, let's have a game of ball. Let's not just park guys behind the uh, behind this. They could make. Let's say, let's have make a go of this and yeah. then get absolutely hammered. Who and knows? then that's when Arsenal tear them apart. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, I think when you look ahead uh, to this week's fixtures, and even when you look at last week's fixtures, I mean, Arsenal getting their fucking asses kicked by Leicester, and then we're already looking at them for this week as being potential. You know sources of points yeah you know I think that goes to show you the kind of form Arsenal have been in I mean I wouldn't be writing them off this week against Brighton in as you said the way the land lies with Brighton but like that fixture last week was shocking yeah they've got European League action to look at as well so I don't really like them Um, as I said I was going to get in Lacazette for the game week 33 game week 35 games uh, for Vardy and I held and it worked out better It'd but, be hard to go with it now. Uh, yeah, I mean, a part of the reason I was looking for it is because they had all these nice games. The Brighton at, Brighton at home this week looks like it could be good, but who knows if he's going to rotate or rest with uh, Europa League coming up this Thursday. Um, is it this Thursday they're playing Europa League? It is this Thursday, right? Yeah, it yeah. Is, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, they're playing... What day is their game? Who? Uh, Arsenal's? Did I just say that was on uh, Saturday after, Saturday evening? I don't really oh no they're playing Sunday yeah so yeah. Thursday Sunday rotation so yeah they could be tired Um, they could be like you know what let's just focus up throw all our eggs into the uh, Europa League basket I don't know yeah. I'd be with you there I think Arsenal are someone to maybe avoid a little bit but talking there, there about could the be points there for this week but I just think long term I just I wouldn't long term all two game weeks <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> that's a word we can't use anymore but um, you look. Speaking of the team that absolutely hammered him this week, Leicester. We've talked about your successes with Vardy. Another goal for Tielemans this week. Um, yeah, I, I sold him in my draft team for Babel. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. Okay. And well. uh, Babel obviously did some bits, but uh, Tielemans actually did well. This is because the fixtures have turned for Leicester. And while I can trust Vardy, who's like a big game player, I don't know if I can trust anyone else's team. Now maybe, maybe. Tielemans is a big man play- a big player a person who would have lost your trust this season he delivered as well uh, mm-hmm. Ricardo Pereira yes Pereira yeah. got in an assist in the clean he sheet did, this week that. nice little uh, nice little point uh, return for him I think that's been interesting that's two three weeks now uh, in a row he's kind of got some attacking points so since you got rid of him I don't know what he's going to be classified as next season because he was a defender at the start of the season then became a midfielder then was kind of a winger 
then was back now he's back there again so I think he's still a wing back you know I think if you ask me he's still a wing back so but is he going to be classified as a defender next year but just be like 5.5 or something like that kind of we'll save that till our end of season podcast because yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, I'm definitely interested in in what we think is going to change between now and next season and that's what but Madison yeah. Madison also got a point uh, or got an assist this week so yeah. he'd return some for his his owners so you know the mid, again similar to Liverpool the highly owned players for Leicester this week they delivered did Casper Schmeichel get the assist for Vardy's goal I assume he probably didn't because he he uh, do you see it I didn't it was a that. long point it was from a goal kick he scored, yeah. Vardy scored he just belted over the top Vardy ran onto it. terrible defending and uh, Vardy knocked it over Leno but it bounced off the bar and came back uh, and he headed it in. Okay, so he, didn't, he would have got the assist if it hadn't hit the bar. Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't I was wondering if, how did that help? Did that mean anything different? I assumed he wouldn't have got it, but yeah. No, if anything, it's a, a bad pass. <laughs> if anything, Vardy <laughs> should be getting the goal and the assist. Yeah, two, double points. That's yes. something we should bring up to FPL Towers next season. Mm. But, you know, look, Leicester, great result this week, but you can't be feeling too confident in the next two fixtures. No, if there's any team other than Man City, if these are the other way around even, and Chelsea they were playing Chelsea yeah. first I might hold on to him this week and then get rid of him in the final game week but against that Man City I don't really see them getting anything here so that's what I'm thinking that's the obvious move here get rid of him that would allow me if I wanted to to get in some prime real estate against uh, you know you've got to be thinking who's playing Huddersfield this week and it look it just turns out to be East Man United it does so you thinking Rashford I'm thinking Rashford possibly yeah. um, I couldn't afford to get Lukaku in Lukaku loves to bully smaller teams you know flat track bully that's yeah. expression I, A I wouldn't trust him to do it because his form is so erratic but B I'd have to take a hit to do it anyway because I need to free up cash elsewhere I'm not going to do that so Rashford is an opportunity just to take a bit of a punt or I could move Son to Pogba Son who has been underperforming recently and not really done a whole lot for my team since I've got him back in but as Son who's playing a Bournemouth side you know not exactly known for their fucking strong defence and isn't going to be playing the Champions League no but uh, they will be preoccupied he's not playing Champions League this week but he will be playing the Champions League tie the week after yeah so they could have one eye on that I just think Sun might be good against Bournemouth like Sun might have energy and stuff for that uh, Bournemouth game Mm -hmm. but Spurs could be totally off there could be mass rotation and when it's like that I mean Sun hasn't really just looked good at all since in the last couple of weeks so I think, I as know. you said, it kind of is reflective of Spurs in themselves. But, uh, no, I'm with you. I think uh, Man United are a team worth looking at. Um, Pogba's the only player on the team, though, I can really think. Because he's on penalties. And it's because he didn't have a sh- he didn't create any chances against Chelsea. He didn't have any shots. I think Rashford is as viable an option, as a viable uh, outlet as Pogba. I think, I mean, I know what you're mm. saying. Pogba being on penalties is a massive bonus. But that's only because the lazy cunt doesn't run up the field half enough. So he yeah. needs penalties to boost him. I think Rashford is constantly looking like a threat, even when he does nothing. There's games where you know he could have got two goals. Yeah, Do you know. If you had, um, I've seen people talking about it. If you had somebody like Kalasnak, or you had Duffy in a small bit of change, um, or something like that. There's a lot of kind of defenders. Say you had Trippier for Spurs, you know, who's benched this week and stuff like that. There are kind of moves I would consider maybe Luke Shaw for United. You think so? Because he's in the same kind of price bracket, about five million. You can move over sideways quite easily to him. Um, he's in the heavy side. Like five million now, though. Yeah, is he not five five one? 
Is he? Because remember, he had that game, couple of games suspension, so I assume he would have suffered some sales then. I haven't really even checked. That's how much I'm considering yeah. him. I can't afford to do because I don't have anything in the but bank. You're like, and you're also coming at this from a 12K position, whereas I'd like to imagine we're you know doing a podcast for all the boys and girls. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. There's going to be people there with much higher, better ranks than me and much lower, lower ranks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I just think he's someone to consider because I think you know, Huddersfield and Cardiff are two of the easiest games of the season. Cardiff could already be relegated by then. Um, Huddersfield are just Huddersfield. They're just and different. Really they're just know. different level gravy, you know. Yeah, I'm I think in, to myself, I'm still a little raw from getting smalling in on my wildcard. Oh, yeah. Uh, that was a sore one. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Man United defense-wise, like, I, no. I, I'm... No from you. It's, it's kind of refreshing to, as I said at the top of the show, where it's like, you know what? I'm kind of handing a waving away flag right now. It's refreshing that I can actually approach this from a. I actually want to get the most points I can from the game week and not worry about making points on you, um, because it's making me look at it a bit more, you know, with a different lens than I have had over the last couple of months. Yeah. Um, and I'm telling you now that Man United defense is still sticking <laughs> in my fucking teeth. I still wouldn't do it. Yeah, but I wouldn't be looking at this at all. In fact, I probably wouldn't even be looking at. Mm, I probably would be looking at Rashford. And, Rashford, but I wouldn't be looking at the United defense at all if it wasn't for the fact that there's only two game weeks left. Like if, if we had to go through Huddersfield and Cardiff, and then I had to get rid, then I had, mm. had other fixtures that I had to hold on to. I would just go. I'm just going to get rid. You know, it's not even worth getting him in because I have to get get him out again. You know but, what? You're not even wrong. That's the thing. You're not even wrong. I mean, when you look at, yeah, that is. I mean, if you're going to look for a nicer set of fixtures between now and the the vastly, uh, you know expanse between here and the end of the season the only yeah. other one you can compare is maybe Southampton's games away to West Ham who are terrible and home to Huddersfield yeah but again with Southampton they're safe and it's like how are they going to come into games they've been under immense stress for the last uh, god knows how long and they're finally kind of safe now so yeah. I'd imagine them kind of taking the foot off the pedal at least against Huddersfield uh, and I mean you mentioned Man United's fixtures and we've already mentioned Arsenal so I think they're the best too but there's another team out there that I think we've looked past and it was United's opponents this week and that's Chelsea and they also have a nice set of fixtures in the next two a home match against Watford and an away match against Leicester now I know the Leicester match could be tough but Chelsea you're going to more than likely have a lot to play for in that match yeah it's true uh, I haven't really considered Chelsea a whole lot that's the thing because I'm happy with Sterling on my team yeah even though I heard he wasn't that good um, against Burnley. Now, I watched that match, but I can remember very little because we were, we were in the, mid- the throes of celebrating our, our cup win, so yeah. I can't really remember how good any player was. I'm going to have to go back and watch the match of the day. But uh, I'm happy with him and my team. He can He's gotten me lots and lots of points this year. He's the PFA Writers Player of the Year. You're talking about Man City now? Yeah, Sterling. Um, so I'm, I've no desire to get rid of him because I'd have to get rid of him or Mane to get in Hazard. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, like, uh, we'll get to Chelsea, I suppose, but, like, <laughs> with City, we did also, you know, kind of, but, you know, kind of edge around them so far this episode. And, uh, yeah, no, I, I'm with you. I mean, like, I just think they're a given. There's Leicester, season keepers. Yeah, season keepers. Not taking out any of these guys no. when they're playing for the title. And that's the beauty of it. The fact that the title is such, such a close race this year is the fact that we know City and Liverpool are going to go down to the wire. Yeah. Um, so yeah I'm fucking delighted to have I've, three city players on my team yeah I have three city two Liverpool that's five that's half my team are from those and they've been killing it so far and I'm not coming off them now They're, it'll be the fringe players I'm looking to get rid of and that's why I'm looking at Vardy out um, so I mean yeah 
Hazard is the only one for Chelsea I would look at. That's why I'm I, I mentioned him and why I mentioned okay maybe if I want to come off Sterling I could go Hazard. And for those, I'm there giving you shit about looking at uh, this from a 12k lens, and I'm looking at it as in, oh, you know what? Like, let's just play it. Like, get the most points. For those looking at still for a differential, they still have something to gain out of their mini leagues and whatnot. I think Hazard is a great shot this week. Yeah, he's a fucking if, excellent shot if for you're, captaincy. If you're tight in your mini league or and you're you, trying to play catch up, you're, like if you're ahead, you don't want to be taking kind of these kind of kind of puntish kind of differential picks but if you were chasing maybe doing a kind of switch from Sterling to Hazard could be that thing that gets you up to I don't know how much I would advocate for that but certainly something to consider because that Leicester game for Man City is our, is our last remaining game and they Leicester beat City earlier in this year did it so um, yeah I just think that could be that's their last potential for a banana skin yeah and I think that everyone's going to have their eyes on that this, this week um but I don't think that's going to deter us from Man City options. No, as in like I'm like I'm saying this, but I'm still talking about selling Vardy. I don't think it's going to happen, but I think it could happen. Mm. Um, I'm going to keep my Man City players. Um, I'm probably going to captain Aguero. In fact, yeah, yeah, it seems like the obvious choice at home to Leicester. Um, they're so strong at home. Final game of the season. You know, the crowd at the Etihad will be blowing the roof off. Yeah, you're not, right. Not it's really, because a- they have no offence <laughs> <laughs> but either way the but Liam Gallagher will be drunk and swearing at people so. he'll be screaming his, his his throat off no that's not a bad shout and you talk about who you're looking at captain and do you know what Aguero Sterling I think they're both massive options this week I think Salah away to Newcastle is also when you look at his form over the last month I it's think, been fantastic I think that's going to be tough for him if it wasn't for the fact that Benitez was Newcastle's manager I'm not saying he's going to set out his team to go let him win. No, he's not going to say the opposite. He'll be setting his team to go. No, they're not winning. Like we can't uh, have. You think the opposite? You think? Uh, I think he'd like to see Liverpool beat City. I'd say, I think he'd hate if he derailed the Liverpool title challenge. I disagree. I think he would see it as a person. Yeah, yeah I'd be like, "Fuck you! If you're not winning that with me, you're never winning." <laughs> Maybe. Uh, I don't know. No, I think. I think. Fuck I think off. You gotta be loyal to the team you're with. Yeah, but he's loved at Anfield. No, he's loved at Newcastle as well. But he's loved at uh, Anfield. And he loves. I know he he loves Anfield. I was speaking to him. I don't, he fucking loves. You were speaking to him. Yeah. I believe you. And you know what? I don't disagree that he would not want Liverpool to win the league. But I think he would see it as a sl- a lack of respect if he'll he was to, to do nothing. Yeah. But yeah, exactly. But so I was, I'm I'm saying I'm thinking he'll he'll set up a team with a tactical thing. This is the way we're going to play. But I think he'll go. Perez, you've been on fire late recently. You need a night off. You need a night off. Let's give this Musu guy, yeah. a, or whatever his name is, up front. <laughs> oh, you're such a fucker. Uh, you're there with your division. I don't know. I just feel. I feel. Consp- I, I feel conspiracy. I feel there's yeah. conspiracy I think here. You need yeah? to lay off the wacky tobacco. Yeah. Pass it over here. Maybe not. Uh, I think you're right. I think Newcastle. Well, actually, you're no. You're saying the opposite. I'm the one yeah. saying Captain Salah. You're saying, Do you know what? Yeah, might be right, Jack. I think <laughs> Rafa's got a plan up his sleeve. Yeah, otherwise I think it w- that would normally be a kind of tricky enough game. No, like, it will Liverpool be. Rafa set is going to fucking come space. out and he's going to do his best. Like, if Liverpool are going to win the league, he's going to want to know that they beat him. Do you know that kind of yeah, way? See, Liverpool absolutely spanked, bent over and spanked Huddersfield this week. Because Huddersfield didn't put all the guys behind the bomb. They were like, eh, we'll actually try and maybe see if we can get a goal every so often. And every time they they ventured forward, they just caught the count. Yeah, because like, Huddersfield have nothing to play for. Yeah, but they were kind of like, yeah, we might like we might as well see if we can get a goal. 
Newcastle aren't going to be like that. No. Newcastle, no, we can't afford to give these guys any space. They're fucking lightning fast. And Trent and Robertson will play the balls into those areas. So they'll sit deep and they'll try and frustrate. And uh, yeah, they'll do it. They'll do what they did to like Leicester only a few weeks ago, mm. where they didn't give Vardy any space to run into. And mm. they won 1 0. And that's, that's what I think they're going to do to. Liverpool and I can see Liverpool still you winning. You keep flip-flapping. You just we went from. I'm playing devil's advocate. I know. Yeah, we went from. I think Rafa's going to let Liverpool score a load of goals. To uh, <laughs> no, you know I didn't say a load of goals. I think he let them score one. I'm thinking yeah. you'll know by the lineup. If you look at the lineup and they've got a good team out, then yeah, they're not going to let them win. But part of me thinks Rafa subconsciously wants this, and mm. that will subconsciously come true in his team talks, Fair and enough. how he prepares the team, and I just I'm all for the subconscious, but taking her. Or tinfoil hats off for a split second. I still think Salah is a viable captaincy option this week. Oh, really? A- after he scored 19 points this week, you think yeah, he's a viable I captaincy do. option do, once yeah, again? Yeah. Once again? It's a bold, you're that's a bold me move. Shit. I have never got rid of the cunt. I blame him for losing to you. No, I don't. <laughs> you, uh, you said you wanted to see how this uh, keeping yeah, Salah all season I, experiment went. And I, who's the top scorer in FPL point scorer in the league? I am. Not you. No. Who's the top. <laughs> Footballer, yeah, with the most. Only because uh, I'm not in the game. Only because you're not in the game. Fair enough. You could have yeah, been. No, the, you yeah, been there, Andy Robertson. He is, but how is. many? How many points has he got? I don't know right now, but I know he's the top FTL. Two hundred and thirty or something like that. It's more. It's like two ninety. It's not two ninety. I don't know what these words mean. Check. You can check there. Easy. It's I'm like confused. he's like two hundred and thirty or two hundred and forty, probably or something like that. What's so, your point though? Okay, double that. Well, how many points you got? Four hundred and sixty. Okay. Okay, like. My captain point. So if you captain him every single game week, he would only get you like four sixty or something. He's like got that. two forty nine. Yeah. So if you captain him every single game week, he'd, yeah. you'd have five hundred points. I I'm on five hundred sixty three captain points this season so far. You're on five thirty seven. I'm not saying captain him every <laughs> single game week. I'm saying have him in your fucking team. Yeah, you know I, mean? I think you can spread that money better as well. And I think you've proven that that was a definite option this year. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, like we're talking about Salah. I don't regret keeping him all season. I think he's a definite option. I think the big question this year not the big question but the big uh, one of the big deciding kind of factors and fundamentals in that debate was how well Mane did and yeah. he did excellent this year Yeah, uh, he really kept the pace up mm-hmm. so for anyone who decided I won't fork out the 4 million on Salah I'll keep Mane for 9.5 they they're fee- if they invested that 4 million yeah, right but, they're, they're getting the points back but even if you look at it like if you um, had Salah all the start of the season you sold just after okay you're not going to sell like you know after he got all those points or so say you sold sometime around game week 24 25 we'll say yeah um and you only got him back in like two weeks ago you got him in your wild card game week 34 or something yeah, like that golden. yeah you, you there was a whole lot of points there that he didn't do anything whole lot of weeks. so I mean, you don't have to stick with him he hasn't gone up and down in price too much because he's so expensive he's always been between 12.9 and yeah. or 12.8 I, and 13.5 i think you're right and i think we're we're venturing into the post uh, season podcast a bit more but it's because the two right. of us are really looking forward to doing it yeah, yeah. and for sure um, that's something we'll discuss again but I think you're right I think um, there was periods where Salah was not essential this year I mean you look at how you got rid of him big fuck up he went on a big run then you got him back in and he continued his run but then went quiet do you know what I mean so it's like if you had do you know what I mean? It's just well, four of the five weeks I didn't have him in my team when I sold him that you time. Green arrows. Green arrows. I know because yeah. you did well anyway. Because I spread the funds elsewhere. I don't think it was a spread, and I think you got your captain decisions right. Like your hazard nailed. Oh yeah, but weeks. I mean, when you're get, when I'm getting rid of him, it's so I can spread those funds elsewhere, and I can go. Well, I'm going to have 
Hazard and Rashford, or Hazard yeah. and um, Sterling, for we'll example. Do, we'll, we'll and then you can kind of go, well, I'm going to captain Hazard this week, Sterling that week, Hazard the following week again, and Sterling yeah. the following week again. So I know I've got, you got to plan these. There's no point just saying sell Salah and see who's got a good fixture that week. You've got to have these things planned out. I knew who, by selling Salah, I wouldn't have a captain option, but I knew I had viable captain options for like four or five weeks. Where, again... We'll save this to the end because I, I yeah, disagree yeah. with you a little bit. Because I'd like uh, to get into this a bit, but now but is probably now. not the right time or place. No, it is not. And there's still two game weeks left in the season, and everyone wants to hear all of the words that leave our lips. And uh, we've talked about City, we've talked about Liverpool, we've talked about Mean United. We touched on Chelsea because you went straight back to City, and I don't blame you. Because <laughs> Hazard is, is the, the option. only option. Yeah, I agree, 100%. I mean, Ruben Loftus cheek was looking like he could be an option. Then he was just dropped against the United. He was looking like he was an option, and that was one of the biggest flops of the yeah. second half season, no? He looked like a, an option for. I just said, when he first came in that first week, and he was priced at what, 9 or 9.5, I was oh, like, yeah. I don't think he's an option. I'll wait and see. Uh, it wasn't impressed and then the next game he banged in two goals like from distance as well so I was like oh maybe this guy is an option yeah. but ever since then he's looked terrible So he is and I, and I don't blame anyone who took the punt on him I think mm. uh, again another season that kind of move works you know easily but when you have Vardy for the same price and no, Vardy who's hindsight, on fire you know of course but I'm just saying you know what I mean like he was the the situation made sense like, yeah. it wasn't a silly move um, but you know I'm with you I think Hazard's the only one we're looking at um, Chelsea's defense. I can't see Watford breaching it next week. Yeah, maybe their defense is an an idea. But I'm I don't know about you, but I'm not invest. I'm not making any more defensive transfers. I use my wild card in game week thirty four, and I, when I made that move, I made sure that I had five playing defenders, and I had three good defenders to play for game Every week thirty five, thirty six, thirty seven, thirty eight. Yeah. So I know who I'm going to play now. It's bit out this week because Yoshida is injured, uh, or is that with flu or something like that so he may not play and, and even then I Duffy. yeah even then I don't really trust I don't really trust Southampton to keep a clean sheet yeah. they're fairly poor so I don't it's know. not a loss yeah. it's not a massive loss and I'm with you there and you know what I'm I'm also with you in terms of not worried about my defense I think the fun of the last couple of se- like last couple of game weeks of the season is trying to game, gain those differentials those attacking returns absolutely couldn't agree more this is the fun part of the season where you're going I don't really have to worry about you know future people. You can see two games, yeah. and you can see these are these guys are two good games. You don't have to go well. They've got two good games, but then they've got three tough games. So that's a future transfer down the line. No, you can go. You know what? I'm going to get Zaha in. I'm yeah. going to captain him in game week tw- like 38. You know, I'm going to get in whatever. You know, I'm going to load up in Southampton players because they're playing Huddersfield in 38. Um, you can make these moves. That's why I went for Babel this week, and I'm happy with that. And he's got nice fixtures, and he does. Um, there's one team I think we're pointing out for game week 37. Before we start heading towards the finishing line, I think Everton at home to Burnley that could be one to look out for. I think the likes of your Sigurdsons, your Calvert Lewins, your Deans, uh, I think they're all very good shouts this week. Definitely. Um, Burnley are safe now. They are. They are happy. They look good um, against uh, City. Uh, defensively, they look kind of solid. Mm, my hazy memory of that game. Um, they barely got the breakthrough, and uh, yeah, they've nothing really to play for. So maybe they'll uh, take their foot off the gas a bit more now as well. Try and be a bit more open and try and play some football, and then ultimately get their ass handed to them again. Maybe I think that suits Everton. I think they're a better team when people try to play football. I think uh, that's the way Silva sets them up. They're an attacking team, and they've been on a serious, uh, you know, seriously kind of decent run of form over the last 
closing stages of the season, we'll say. And uh, yeah, I see that continuing this this week. And for those again looking at maybe getting rid of Ericsons and get rid of Sons, I think the likes of Sigurdsson isn't a terrible shout. I think Calvert Lewin, if you are like me and you have Lorente sitting in your team, he's not a terrible shout. It's a good sellers move. And you got to look at it that their last game is away to Spurs. There's two things I remember here. Early on the season, I had this chalk down as like that's a ha- ha- Captain Harry Kane game because didn't they beat them like six two or six yeah, three I think at Christmas? You talked about or s- triple captain, and like if you saved your if I captain, saved it, that yeah. could be a good one. Yeah, I did mention that, but obviously Kane then got injured, and Son is in poor form, so I, I don't think I would trust him with a triple captaincy. But Everton have just improved dramatically since Christmas. It looks like that mid-season slump that they had was not, you know. Still being shite. Yeah, no. It was because they were probably knackered from all the games over Christmas because they had kind of a run of fixtures where they had very little games in between. They didn't seem to manage rotation very well. They just seemed to be out on their feet. And now they've recovered and they've bought got how many clean sheets in the last like yeah. five, six, seven games. And even when they're not getting clean sheets, Dina is getting uh, attacking returns. Yeah, and Dean and has been really good attacking. He got bonus points this week again. He's got eight points. And yeah, I think your your first shout, Sigurdsson. That's the guy. That's the guy you want because he's on penalties and everything's on set pieces. He's looked really good. Yeah, he's their he's their talisman. He's one of them. Um, I think he's a decent shout this week, and I think Everton are and it's worth looking at it. And before we do wrap up, I think Crystal Palace are also worth talking about. I know you we touched on him. You were mentioning swapping Vardy for Zaha. Mm. They also have a lovely fixture this week. They're away to Cardiff, but then they follow that with a home match against Bournemouth. And we know how Bournemouth are away. So, Crystal Palace, I think, they're, uh, the likes of Zaha, I think, is a great show. Crystal Palace are the are brilliant away from home. They haven't been very good at home. But, but maybe their not great form at home will be counterbalanced by Bournemouth's terrible yeah, form. Yeah, I, uh, I think that game week 38 game, Crystal Palace-Bournemouth could be like a shootout. Like Southampton-Bournemouth was this week. I think that could be like a three-all game, four-three. You know, because you see some crazy results in the final game of the season. That could be five-four or something mad like that. So you could have, you know, I I kind of want to have some involvement in Crystal Palace because I got the going back. Millie might go for Millie. Um, <clears throat> could throw your hat onto Townsend or something like that. Although I think he's he's been dropped really recently, isn't he? I'm not sure. I think I'm they're starting sure. Max Meyer and they're starting Benteke. So. You know. I wouldn't get Benteke just because he could be just dropped all of a sudden again. No, but Zaha, Zaha, Millie, uh, I was going to say Schlup, but um, he's out for a season. Van Aanholt mm-hmm. notoriously does well at the end of seasons, but he's just priced too awkwardly out. I couldn't get him in. But if you had money in the bank, I'd be looking at him. Yeah, very possibly, very possibly. And uh, yeah, no, I think that about wraps up game week thirty-seven. I mean, we've, we've touched on all the big teams, I think, at this stage of the season. Didn't really mention Wolves, who's got a home game against Fulham. True, we did. We just barely touched on them. I think that's another one. I'm not entirely uh, sure. I mean, Wolves are one of those teams, uh, not one of those teams, but like at this stage where they've already exceeded, far exceeded any expectations. They, I don't know how much they have to play for, and Fulham are in great form three clean sheets for Fulham now yeah so that's my thing with Wolves like I have Jimenez I'm more than happy to have Jimenez there's people out there Jota had a great week this week he delivered, he's delivered more Great. points he's another one we've we've skipped over but he had a, he had a lovely haul Doherty I believe was yeah. in amongst the double digits again did Doherty get double digits I don't know if he got double digits did they have keep a clean sheet did it? Uh, I can't even remember they didn't because I didn't get one for Bennett but either way he picked up a goal I believe so you know oh he, he did yeah, yeah 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 so he had these points 
Um, no, I think I'm a little bit shaky on Wolves against Fulham. I can see Fulham winning this one 1-0. No. Could be, um, purely because Wolves do better against the bigger teams. They're better at the Molyneux, but they find it hard to break down teams who sit back, which is what Fulham have been kind of... Well, Fulham will still be creating chances. I, I can't really say too much about Fulham because I haven't analysed their, their, the way they've been playing too much. Um, I was miles around with Darley, by the way. He did not score or do anything this week. <laughs> oh, was it last week he scored? It was last week, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was way around with that. You can see him. But it was Yata and Jimenez, and uh, Yata also got an assist. Yeah. So, I mean, that's where his points come in. But he would have been, like a lot of people, would have been going into the double game week, with, uh, you know, the Wolves double game weeks with Yata yeah. and Jimenez. And I think he delivered in the double game week and he's delivering again this week. But yeah, I'm with you, Fulham-wise. They're playing well. And um, it's one I'm not decided. Like, I wouldn't be captain Jimenez this week. That's a tough one. You wouldn't? No, I wouldn't. Oh, I was considering it. No. Uh, when we were looking at just before this pod at our hot shots, Jimenez was one I was uh, considering. Uh, I didn't go him in the end, and we'll we'll get to those in a bit. But um, I'm with you. Like he's definitely an option, but no, I think this week I feel like a Fulham upset. I think they turn Wolves, and it's like, oh, why couldn't you done this like ten game weeks ago? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll be uh, I'll be playing Jimenez, but I don't fancy that Liverpool game, so. I definitely wouldn't sell him in his. No, 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 Jesus, you know, no. And world. you know what? Like this is one of those ones where I look back next week and go, "What was I fucking talking about?" Yeah, like there's been games where Wolves won four 0 Of course they won four 0 You know, <laughs> there's been games where uh, that's been me with Liverpool. It's like I don't think, I don't think West Ham are going to roll over and let Liverpool do too well. Liverpool score four goals yeah. later. You're like, what was I thinking? <laughs> there's definitely been a few. And you know what? I think that does wrap about uh, wrap about wraps about up. Seamus, that's the way I'm going to say it. Uh, game week 37 and game week 36. And looking at Hot Shots and the Puck Fathers, last week was a unique week. Yeah, we drew both in our Hot Shot picks and our Puck Father weeks. And not- unique in the sense as well that I actually did okay with my picks. I got 19 points from my two players, Mane and uh Still not good enough Van to Dyke. No, uh, <laughs> those 19 points for Manny and Van Dyke matched what you got for Salah. Yeah. And for Firmino, because he didn't play. He did. He that zero. was a big uh, yeah. loss this week. I felt kind of bad for anyone who. Groin strain, I, I, I believe. So uh, only announced at the last minute. There was rumors on Friday that he wasn't going to play. And uh, it turned out to be true. But yeah, I think yeah, it's only minor. I think it's just minor. I think he's going to be back for the Barcelona game. There so, would have been people, though, who would have looked for Firmino to help them gain points uh, yeah, the, there was yeah. a lot of people who made the move and then within an hour news was breaking yeah. from like all the like local press that Firmino may be injured and people took hits to get Firmino mm. in and stuff like that as well people were going to captaining him uh, a few people I think had captained him you know if you were in Australia or something like that you might have gone to bed and set your captaincy and not realised and then woke up you know well fuck them they have the nice late captaincy most of the time <laughs> <laughs> yeah well look uh, that's uh, that, that's that was a draw that was a draw so that's about each. as good as I can do I can't actually beat you in these um, these ones hot shots but uh, a draw feels like a win to me fair enough and I'll let you have it it's been a week of wins for you and yeah. um, bringing us to our puck fathers uh you both ours worked we drew uh, again we drew again nine points each I went with Babel uh, someone who you brought in in your own yeah. team I endorsed that by actually getting him in yeah. I I, uh, I like that move last week very much so and uh, I looked at the other fixtures and I went with you know what I like uh, Southampton against Bournemouth and I went with J- James Ward-Prowse the JWP. opposite of what you did with Babel 
Yeah, so I what I actually <laughs> did in my own team then is benched Ward Prowse and played Babel. Mm. They both did well. So um, with hindsight, I should have really benched Sun against the tricky West Ham team. Yeah, tricky West Ham team. Now I looked at your team and you played the strongest team. It was like, yeah, that's exactly what you could have done. But we both got uh, all even scores last week, which, as I said, I think could be a season first. Yeah. Um, where neither of us uh, picked up a win in either category. But uh, coming to this week's Hot Shots and Puck Fathers, uh, I believe I had first pick. Yeah, you had first pick this week. And in the hot shots, I went with Aguero. Yeah. Uh, Monsieur Aguero. Will you be captaining him, do you think, this week? Yeah, we talked about it. I don't know. I think I'm so. I'm probably going to captain him. Mm. I think uh, he's looking a bit sharper than Sterling at the moment. Sterling didn't look... Started to look a small bit tired. I remember back to that Spurs game where just at the very end he just started trying to kick everyone. and just, <laughs> He just was trying to get a yellow card. He was just so tired. Um, and I don't know maybe a, a week's rest he'll be, he'll be fine so he could be a good option but either way I'm going with Aguero and who's your counterpart I actually I feel, I feel silly now I, was, I, I should have I should have went with Sterling but uh, I said you know what I'm going to be a bit different I like uh, Hazard against Watford I could be his very final game in Stamford Bridge at home to Watford could turn it on any moment he wants Watford are a tricky team but their record against the top six hasn't been great this year uh, they seem to be best of the rest so when they play the other 14 teams they seem to win when they play the top six not so much and I think uh, yeah there could be a couple of goals in there for Hazard I'm totally uh, with you I think that's a great pick and if I if you hadn't gone with Hazard for your hot shot I would have went with him next but instead I went with Sterling I'm doubling up on City this week. I think uh, that rule should be changing next season. That will be. We but are as no of, longer as of yet, it's fine. I think that's why I want to take advantage of it. I'm yeah. a little bit like I felt a little bit cheeky doing it today, but you know what? Fuck it. You had the option to pick Sterling, and you didn't. I did. And yeah, uh, I'm going double down. Uh, I think City are going <laughs> to come at Leicester like a hurricane, and uh, yeah, I you want you see goals in that one. I see a lot of goals. Do you think, think uh, City will concede? Yeah, I think Leicester have enough counter-attacking in them to score a goal against City. But I don't think that'll matter. Because yeah. I, think Leicester will, or I think City will pick them off. Fair enough. Fair uh, enough. So I yeah, like that pick as well. Though. I mean, uh, I can't give out about either of those. So uh, then, there, as I said, there's a lot of players we've mentioned already who are good fixtures. I went with Pogba purely because he's playing Huddersfield and they are different level category bad. And <laughs> You hate them. They're rubbish they're so bad I don't even think I even have to justify this to you or anyone out there they are just different level bad and uh, I still remember the year when Derby were in the they were actually decent before what's his name left Uh, that German guy who's their manager I don't know I don't think his name now but Derby were like set records for the worst like season in the premiership oh yeah these guys are that level though they are that level they're not setting records I don't think they're too far off it. I think at one stage <laughs> there were some records that they were close to. Um, yeah, so that's uh, that's who I've gone for Pogba. He's on penalties. He's a bit of a, I was going to say a fat track bully, a flat track bully uh, in that he shows up in these kind of easy games and bangs in two or three goals to remind everyone how classy he is yeah. before kind of slinking away in the, more, in the tougher games. Why he got on so, so well in the series, w- yeah. Would not <laughs> be surprised to see him get two goals and an assist in this game. Yeah, I think Pablo is a great shot as well. And I think, uh, especially when you look towards the fixture after it, um, in terms of, you know, Cardiff, it's like, yeah, fuck it. Pogba has a great shot. I might just do I might just do the son to Pogba move, but I don't know. It's, I 
feed him off Pogba now. I think I've got my Pogba points. Yeah, I think you've... Uh, there's a long time. It's a Monday here, Seamus, and we're not used to recording the podcast on a Monday. So I think you have a long time between now and the deadline. I'll be mulling mull over, over this, it. yeah. yeah. We'll noggin. Exactly. Uh, but that brings us to our puck fathers. Mm-hmm. And you had first pick this week. Yeah, and uh, I liked what you did with Babel last week, and I transferred him in. He's rewarded me immediately. So I'm going to go with Babel again. The Leaning um, Tower of Babylon. Yeah, it's... Uh, they're away to Wolves. Mm-hmm. It's a tough fixture. But Wolves, they're leaky, man. They don't keep a whole lot of clean sheets, you know. And Fulham seem to be playing with a kind of bit of a freedom now where they... Um, so you're, like, almost backing up what I was saying a while ago about Jimenez. <laughs> you know, it's like, I feel like Fulham could turn over Wolves this week. I don't necessarily think they could turn over, but I think it could be, like, 2-1 or 3-2 yeah. or something like that. I still, in there. I, still think, uh, I still think that uh, Wolves win. Because I don't see Wol- uh, Fulham just sitting back and being defensive. Uh, they rode their luck by all means against Cardiff. Uh, Rico made like something like a ton of saves. Got played really well. Got he t- stole all the bonus from Babel. Babel was on for three bonus after he scored, and then I could just see all the save points racking up and Rico going straight up the the BPS. You said not today, sir. Yeah, so it's not that they're just being very defensive. Um, they still create a lot of attacking chances. Mitrovic is still getting a lot of chances, and Babel is getting into good attack positions. And uh, yeah, Wolves just—they're not defensively sound. And now that neither team are playing for anything, Wolves are really aren't really playing for seventh, or really are they? Either way, you're thinking. Yeah. Babel I'm thinking there's goals. I think there's goals, and I think uh, if there's goals for Fulham, Babel would be involved. Now it is a punt. Like it's—he's a differential for a reason because this isn't like last game was the game you wanted him for. But no, if you I have him, you play him. I think. You think he's definitely more of a punt than he was this time last week. Yeah. Uh, but a punt nonetheless. And we should say Puckfather more. We're trying to get that brand across. Puckfather, yeah. yeah. I'm trying to get a t-shirt with that on it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, who gives a puck? Gives a puck. Yeah, uh, don't puck but uh, either way, uh, my Puckfather this week was Dominic Calvert-Lewin, Mr. Tree Names himself, mm-hmm. Trivecta. And uh, yeah, I think, as we mentioned earlier on, Everton against Burnley. It's a decent fixture. Calvert-Lewin's 2.2% owned why the yeah. fuck not he's I mean, got Dean whipping in crosses he's got Sigurdsson on delivery as well exactly and for the likes of myself who has two free transfers this week and uh, a Laurentiis sitting in my fucking team that I definitely don't want anymore what a pile of shit that was <laughs> um, it was worth the shot I mean oh it was worth the shot yeah but fuck me that did that not work out <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know born with though like to be honest with you at the time I said it you I was going to go for Rashford and he's done fuck all anyway yeah do you get me so it's not like I would have been much better off doing what my other decision was yeah but uh, either way that did not work out but I do have some money there and Calvert-Loon looks like a decent shout so he's in my mind for this week uh, in one of my transfers and I think y'all should consider him as well yeah I was looking at him a couple of weeks ago and uh, I like that pick as well yeah and I think we'll leave it there folks and I would like to invite you all to reach out to us on Twitter. You can get us at FBL Hangover. Send us any messages, questions, you name it. Seamus will be there gobbling it up like the Mrs. Pac-Man that he is. Um, you can also get us on Gmail at, at FBLHangover at gmail.com. Again, a archaic device that we still use, but it's there nonetheless. Uh, I want to wish you all a good night, and I know Seamus is, is biting his biro here. No, I'm uh, I'm contented. It's, it almost feels like a shame to be finishing the pod now. I've enjoyed this week, hmm. as anyone would with 106 points. No, it's been fun. Yeah. Well, guys, have a good week. May your hours be green. And God bless.